Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I had to scoot over there a minute, JC. I was all up in your Cheerios need my elbow room. You remember that? Schoolhouse rock song, elbow room, elbow room, yeah. got to, got to, got to have your elbow room. <laughs> I remember. I bet you Nancy Pelosi was wishing she had some elbow room last night. <laughs> so I want to, I want to get, um, I want to, I want to take some time to talk today about answering a bunch of, of, of the questions that I've been getting from the State of the Union address We've been getting some really good questions, JC. Everybody, welcome, JC. What's up? We're here together. Hello. Uh oh, I just flashed some gang signs or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little while since we've actually been on air the same time. How does time. that Illuminati thing work? No, you, it, no, it's just one oh, one like eye. You got to cover. You got to cut up, cover up one eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the pirates are all pirates. Illuminati. <laughs> You know what I put in the chat room today, JC? I said, thanks, everybody, for coming. And I said, don't be a Pelosi. Mm. Isn't that nice? Oh, you're going to like this, JC. I'm a bad mother. Oh, really? Yeah, I am. Good. I'm yeah. a bad mother. I think I put this. Oh, is it the gun thing? Oh, no, no, no. No, why is my phone doing this? Um, my, um, I put up on, on uh, Facebook, I said that... Uh, uh, oh my goodness. The, the technology is just freaking out on me. I said if my child acted the way Pelosi did, I would have whooped his arse no matter who he was mocking. And I had a... <laughs> I had a bunch of... of you're a, I thought you were a Christian, Chrisanne. Why would you, you, corporal punishment is, is unchristian-like and, and we're, we're a modern society. We don't need to do that, you know? And I'm like, hello, that's why you have a millennial generation full of snowflakes. Because I said I was going to, all of a sudden I'm a bad mother because I was going to whip my son's arse. <laughs> no. You know what he's doing, right? <laughs> now, the funny thing is... is Come that to my Bible study and pitch that. I'll whip your arse. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Seriously. Um, you know, I get these, these snowflake Christians sometimes. It's yeah. like, Chrisanne, you have to love your neighbor. You shouldn't be talking... You shouldn't be calling out Pelosi and saying that, that she... I called her a childish... Uh, I, I forget. I called her a childish, and all of a sudden, uh, a bunch of Christian Christians said, "I'm you're not my kind of Christian, Chris." Good, get off the page, loser. <laughs> Go find another show. Go watch Mister Rogers. That's exactly Retards. what I said. I said, I, she said, "I'm not your kind of Christian." I said, "I'm glad. That's a good thing." And then I responded. I said, "Jesus is glad too." Yeah, you're not as dumb <laughs> as you look. I said, maybe I should have fashioned a whip and taken it up against Pelosi, yeah. called her a dog, and called her a viper, right? Because yeah. that's what Jesus did. So, anyway, that's funny. I thought that was hilarious. We already did that show. 
Yeah, yeah, we did that show. But it's still funny that that people, you know, every once in a while, oh, I, had, I was called a Democrat, too. I was called, Chrisanne, I bet you're a Democrat. I said, hey, I bet you're new on this page. <laughs> I bet you're a moron. I said, you're new on this page, aren't you? Do you always comment without knowing what you're talking about? I love that. So anyway, the co I got called a Democrat because there's... Uh, there's an interesting piece going around about how Nancy Pelosi violated federal law because she tore up the the thing, right? Okay, so now <laughs> let, let, let me just be clear. I'm, so being petty is illegal? I, I happen to like the fact that people are having this discussion. Sure. I really like this yeah, fa no, the fact that they're having this I discussion. I think it's an honest mis- Mis, uh, misconception about Here, the term. So let me let me be very clear, okay? What Nancy Pelosi held in her hand was a copy of the official document. Yes, I realize it was signed by Donald Trump, but it is a copy of the official document. You see, the State of the Union address. I meant to have this up here, um, but the so State of the Union address. So it's basically the idea of destroying public. Document. Right, right. But the State of the Union Public address records. is an executive function. Function. It's not something that the president does in conjunction with the House. The Constitution says that the president from time to time will, will offer the State of the Union. And so the original State of the Union address is filed with the executive branch. Mm -hmm. What she gets is the copy. I realize it's an official document, but it's a an official copy. It's not the original. And the law is written to punish people who do what the FBI did, to right. do what Hillary Clinton did. Uh, can you say Watergate? So when right? they when they say destroy public records, that's not the what you saw Pelosi do is not the intent of that law. Right. So that's not the intent so of that law. So people not understanding what that language means or make right. it, or some people probably making more of it on purpose yeah and, and I'm cool with that but I, I and I yeah. like I said I really yes. like the discussion but don't come at me and start telling me I'm a liberal snowflake Democrat because I'm explaining to you that yes I like the discussion but in reality she's not guilty of a crime yeah. and 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 so great let's talk about this but now that we're talking about this law why don't we talk about the fact that the agents in the FBI actually violated the law? That Hillary Clinton actually violated the law? Yeah. That the Bureau of Land Management actually violated that the they, law? They literally did yeah, destroy they public records. Literally did destroy well, public she, records. She literally destroyed something. She destroyed it. But here's the thing. That's she not didn't, what that law means. The law is to punish people who destroy it to hide it from public record. You can still go and get the official yes. record of, of yes. the State of Union address. Yes, you she, can she still go didn't and get, destroy that record. She did not destroy that record. And as a matter of fact, Donald Trump can send her a new one if he wants to. And I actually tweeted out... I would like mail her one every day. Oh, no. I, I tweeted out... Subs if you monthly subscription to yeah. this speech. Like It comes to your house every month. If you're following me on Twitter, okay, I, I tweeted out Nancy Pelosi's contact page and a link to the text of the State of the Union address. So everybody can just keep texting Nancy Pelosi uh, or emailing Nancy Pelosi the, the text of the State of the Union address. I, I think I, we should mail them to her. I mean, we should, we should flood her with copies of this. I think it would be yeah, a lot more annoying say, to send the paper copies. Right, send it 
physically to, yeah. to her office. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> That'd be a fun great. campaign. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> she gets 50 million copies of the State of Union address. Right. In her office. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I guess just get to the mailroom. They'd get, you know, they'd be the ones swamped with it. But they'd really hate Pelosi after that. Yeah. Uh, well, Like some of the Democrats oh, apparently do at the moment. I know. Seriously, JC. So... That was the next thing I wanted to talk about was the the post State of the Union address. Now, JC and I came across the C-SPAN. Uh, I'm, I'm a C-SPAN fan. Are you a C-SPAN fan? I'm not sure if fan is the right well, word. Well, I, I like what they produce on uh, because yeah. it's it's raw data. Okay, I like the raw data. They just it's put kind it of out a record there. record keeping. Yes, or? it's record keeping. So. There's usually it's it's better because you don't get a lot of the commentary the so I don't have to listen to the knuckleheads right pool just, their ignorance I can watch right? the raw feed and I like the way you know the show you're looking at you were this was the guy that hosted the show you were on yeah and he's a TV. really nice guy let me go yeah. ahead and flip over there to the web so you can see this but um it, he he doesn't insert himself yes. uh you know to to the extent of right trying to pitch oh, his opinion he, he he you know he tries to to moderate, yeah, he what, moderates what's, what's going to a certain on, extent. But yeah. Um, yeah, but it's pretty much getting the opinions of the viewers. So after it, anything this is happens, the guy right here, yeah. yeah, after anything happens on C-SPAN, so after a speech or whatever, so they have these call-in lines for any of you that have never watched a C-SPAN, uh, uh, whatever program. So mm-hmm. they have these call-in lines, and there's a phone number for Republicans, there's a phone number for Democrats, and a phone number for Independents. Right, and this. Post State of the Union reaction uh, from the Democrats in particular yes. was was incredible. Yes, absolutely, it was absolutely incredible. Now we, I, I came across it on Twitter and I was like, oh, I need to see the whole thing. The whole thing is like sixteen minutes long, and I thought I started actually writing. Oh, you guys can't see me yet, but I actually started writing down numbers, right? I, I took little notes, this person at this time, yeah. this person. Because you were going to pull out clips. Plus, I was going to pull out clips. To show you where the Democrats were upset yes. with Pelosi's behavior. And it turns out, after the very first caller for about 30 seconds, the entire rest of the thing are Democrats going One libertarian. Off, There's one libertarian. but Going off on Pelosi and their own party. So I'm gonna we're gonna play this for you so you guys can hear this because I, I I just think this is really great because uh, they're they're sealing their own fate. I want to talk about that afterwards, but no, it's game over. I mean, if you had the election today and or the Democratic response. Hi there. Good evening. Uh, actually, I thought it was really funny that you just said that the New That's York the Times described it She's as being a reality show. As I thought the same thing. Um, Oops, sorry, that was the sound. I remember her name, but the. That, you know, I kind of thought it was a whole lot of, and you know, uh, self-aggrandulation. All right. Anything in there that you agreed with? Um, I suppose I like Wong, but even having Wong Guaido there as well was a little... So uh, she brags on the the Venezuelan guy. Randy, Oklahoma City. And then that's it. What'd you think? Uh, I loved it. It, um, Our president is a good president. So this and guy's obviously Republican, but bragging what is on one the of president. Those things? A bipartisan um, House, and the actions of the Democrats no, just sitting there and Nancy Pelosi tearing up the manuscript was appalling. 
All right, so he's he's upset. Washington Post. This is their immediate Go reaction to, to it. Trump touts jobs, immigration policies, I mean, he was a Republican. and foreign Here relations. Here comes a Democrat. Charles. So this is this is a, this is a lifelong Democrat opinion of what happened. Well, I put it this way: I've been a Democrat for seventy something years, and what? Did you hear that? He'd been a Democrat for 70-something years. What I've seen tonight was appalling to me and the gentleman before you. I think it was very disrespectful for this president. I didn't vote for him, and I sometimes I don't agree with his policies. But that man is the president, and we should respect him. And what I've seen tonight of the Democrat Party, I am changing my mind. I mean, I'll probably still be a Democrat. Before as as I'm electing for a goddamn Democrat, never again. I'll probably stay home, and I, I am very embarrassed being a goddamn Democrat for what they did in the House over there today with Pelosi and the rest of them, sitting like a bunch of daggum damn idiots sitting there, and that is, that is my thing about what I think about it. I just love that guy, dude. Seriously. <laughs> dang gum, dang gum, dang gum. Alabama Democrat. <laughs> Alabama Democrat. Seriously. I, this is, it, it's absolutely hilarious to me. Are we going to hear the rest of them? Or Yeah, yeah. So down I, here. No, I just wanted to, I mean, that that's, this guy, what did he say? 77 years. 72 years. 77, I think. 77? Oh, right? 77. I've been a Democrat 77 years. Probably 77 years old. So he's yeah. born a Democrat. Born a Democrat. <laughs> And not happy, man. I, I, you know what? And it's funny because I get a text from my mom. So my mom is not, you know, she's not like some political animal. I mean, really sort of apolitical, just kind of trying her best to keep up with what's going on, but was raised Democrat, voted Democrat all her life. And she texts me after the thing, like she's beside herself and she told me she's never seen anything like this uh in her lifetime and she yeah. said talking about pelosi and the democrats this is my mom now and i you know you guys don't get the full import but i'm just telling you this is like wow for my mom to say this but she said they're evil hateful and just she was she she said my mom is what 70 something and she says she's 70 i've she said i've never seen anything like this in my life and, you That's know right. so we you've seen and this is the thing a caller makes this point later you know you had uh, in fact i think the host tries to say this to the democrat caller that you have uh you know say for instance when obama was president you had republicans kind of sit on their hands in a sense about certain things. But what you did not see was the Republicans sit back and pout and protest when what was being said was a matter of something good about our country, right? Yeah, something good for everybody. The, the 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman who's promoted to be a brigadier general. Right, or right? the little girl. The little girl who gets the scholarship, you know? The Seriously. veteran returning home, all that stuff. So, yes, the Republicans, you know, would kind of protest in silence about, like, they wouldn't clap for certain policy issues. But never, never did you see, this is something that just all Americans... Ought to be able to say, you know, we we're happy when our 
when our country prospers. We're happy when people do mm -hmm. well. We're happy about feel-good stories. We understand it's theater, but you know, that's the thing. So my mom says, I've never seen anything like this. It's not that I've never seen Republicans, you know, sit back and, and silent protest, but you've never seen this level of pettiness. And I mean, it was off the charts. It was. And, and it's not just because I, I looked on Twitter and you, you see the, the TDS crowd kind of, ah, the Republicans are so butthurt about Nancy Pelosi ripping up the speech. Ha, 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 that's so funny. No, no, it's not Republicans, brother. No. Uh, the it's independents the and moderate Democrats and conservative Democrats, they are beside themselves disgusted at what they saw. So this next, the Go next the, lady, the, the next lady, where, what, what time frame she's at? So the lady 551. from California. 551 is the next one. Um. So for the country, so I don't understand it in yeah. the dress and watch my president give a speech on everything great. That's so this is the one country, lady, but yet Nancy Pelosi in favor. and the others who were dressed in white, I might add, just sitting. Oh, by the way, notice she this kind of this kind of floats past. But listen, she says about how they're dressed. Notice odd. this just to watch the State of the Union address and watch my president give a speech on everything great that's happening in our country. But yet, Nancy Pelosi and the others who were dressed in white, I might add. Did you catch that? Yeah. You know what she's talking about? Yeah. Here they are, dressed in white. It's a, a KKK. Oh! Like, let, <laughs> let, let's remember the Ku, Ku Klux Klan. I didn't make that Klan connection. I didn't make that connection. It actually. was the Democrat party, right? right? Remember remember uh, Ulysses S. Grant, right, who led the Union troops, he, he gets into office and he's, he's in, uh, you know, in, in uh, basically Department of Justice, whatever, and he's, he, he's pro he prosecutes right. the Democrat, the militant wing of the Democrat party mm -hmm. known as the KKK. So it, this lady who's from Mississippi doesn't miss that connection Wow, how odd of all these Democrats constantly screaming racism and, you know, calling this president a racist and somehow these Democrats miss the irony of all of them sitting there dressed in matching white. Which the only thing they miss is the hoods, <laughs> right? Right? Okay, let's get to the lady here. Yeah. Just sitting over there, never standing, never clapping for anything that might be good for the country. I don't understand it. Pause that for a second, JC. I used to be... Because that's the exact same thing that your mother said. Yeah. And that's what we're hearing, that these people, they could not even be happy for things that had nothing to do with politics. Right. be a Democrat, but I am no longer a Democrat. I will be. Oops, I am so sorry I cut you off. Kathleen in Placerville, <laughs> California, good evening to you. What's your reaction to the speech? I agree wholeheartedly with the other callers. I am a Democrat as well, but no longer will I vote Democrat. I think it's outrageous that they sat there when all these good things are happening to our country and how much we love our country, and they looked like they hated our country. And Nancy Pelosi, the whole time she's sitting up there with a disgusting look on her face, it's outrageous. I will never vote Democrat again, and I'm sick of it, and my whole family feels the same way. My husband, my friends are sitting here, all former Democrats, we all voted for Hillary last time, and therefore, 
Never, ever will we ever vote Democrat again. Now, um, Kathleen, this is not the first time that half the House essentially hasn't has sat on their hands during a presidential speech. This happened during President Obama, President Bush, President Clinton. What makes this year different? I, I, when I see them sitting out there and their protest against the president, but it's not just a protest against the president. It's a protest against everything good that this country was founded on and how much we love our country. And, you know, it's always portrayed that the Democrats don't love their country. Well, we love our country and we want to see it succeed. But it appears to us that our, our Democratic Party has been stolen from us by a bunch of communists. And no longer will our family ever vote Democrat again. Wall Stolen by a bunch of communists. See, this is this is the generation, JC, of my father, right? This is the generation of your mother. The Democrats, and, and by the way, this is the generation that's giving money to the Democrats. This is the donor generation. They're not getting money yet from the millennial snowflakes. Unless it's coming from Twitter, unless it's coming from, you know... Uh, Amazon and in the in the trillion dollar corporate countries, right? Mm -hmm. But this is these are the people who are the 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 active part of the Democrat Party who are who are number one recognizing the communist nature of of what they're dealing with. They're recognizing who these people are. They're recognizing that they no longer, and I think this is the distinction, we've been trying to say this now for 10 years. Hey, Democrats, your party has left you behind. And now the people, you're hearing the words come out of their mouth. They no longer represent us. And that's what they're saying. Keep going, JC. Play the, the next one. All righty. Wall Street Journal headline, Trump avoided impeachment. In speech, he spoke for about an hour, 15 minutes, and then was interrupted by applause. On top of that, Joy Kelso Washington, hi. Hi, how are you? Joy, what's your reaction to the president's speech? I am literally disgusted with Pelosi and the Democrats' behavior, the way she teared up the speech behind him at the end. I was a registered Democrat. I have gone independent. I'm leaning GOP now. Um, I love Trump's policies. He's making our country and the world better. Um, our, our children are our future, and it's time to take back our families and keep the government out of our families. And that is what Trump is doing. Joy, did you get the did you get the feeling that both he and Governor Whitmer were speaking to their respective bases, or did you get a feeling that uh, both were reaching across the aisle? He, Trump was speaking to everyone. He always does. He might not be all the best person to speak, and he takes, you know, a lot of his tweets sometimes too far. But this is a man that is trying to keep our country our country and not give it away. Kai, New Orleans. Good evening. Hi, uh, I'm, I'm a registered Republican. I am, Go ahead and pause this uh, for just one second, JC. I want to point out something that she said. I was a Democrat, then I became an independent, but now I'm leaning. She's like, now I'm going to go register Dem I'm going to go register GOP. 
See, this is the thing. Nancy Pelosi's actions and, and the actions of the entire Congress. And I think that the women in the Congress made, uh, the women in the House made the greatest impact because they're the ones that were all dressed in white. The men weren't dressed in white. So the women made that. And I don't know uh, if you remember, but at one point in time, the women all stand up and were shaking their fist and, and yelling at Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, I saw that. I, I don't know what was going on there. It was bizarre. Yeah, and so what we have now is a situation where they're not only driving... See, here's the thing. They're not driving the Democrats to be independents. Mm-hmm. They're driving a full swing. Yeah. Right? They're not going to sit at home. They're now going to go vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. They're not going to... Um, sit this one out. They're not going to, you know, be a, a, a disgruntled Democrat that holds their nose. Yeah. They're done. They're done. This yeah. was so disgraceful. No, and and uh, and, and again, that all this is not, this is not some GOP commercial that no, we're no, saying no, no. the Republican is a- Party is, then that's the alternative and that's whatever. But the, the point is, and this is what I've said, I, I've been saying all along uh, that the the sort of main you know man on the street democrat out there does not support this stuff does no. not support this marxist agenda that's rising in the right. democrat party and the harder they push and the more unhinged they get i said this over a year ago mm-hmm. the more unhinged they get uh the more they harm their party right. the more they help donald trump the more they help the republicans and that's this, this again, this is not the first time we've seen this, not mm-hmm. the first time we've talked about this, but it's happening, it's still happening, and here's more evidence, and I, I just, it's really kind of uh, hard to wrap your brain around the, the way Pelosi responds. Now, I think a lot you, of you, people you are pitched like, a theory, but I think, I think she is... To me, it's you emotional. You have to let me voice my theory before you talk about it. No, I no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think the, I think she's just simply out of control. Yeah. I don't believe it's calculated. But well, you, you here, go ahead. here's the thing. I, I'm, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I have, I have this curiosity. Because number one, you, you don't stay in Washington D.C. in an elected position for 40 plus years by being a political idiot. There's an astuteness to your job that has to happen. Now, it's not an astuteness to the Constitution, but you have to be, you have to circumspectly walk that political line. I don't 100% agree with that, but I, I get what you're saying. You, 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 well, you can't be politically. Straight up idiots that have been there for a very long time. Okay, but that's, that's the exception. That's not really the rule. By Idiots who keep them in right, power. Right. Well, because you're you're talking about so you people can be like, an idiot right. and have idiots that support you. Yeah. But and that's, stay there a that's long time. not that's not the the rule. That's kind of the no. exception, right? No, and I get so what you're saying. I'm, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because I'm thinking something's happening here, right? And so we know that the uh, radical Democrats, the communist Democrats, have big donors. We've mentioned that. And we've mentioned that Nancy Pelosi, that we believe that Nancy Pelosi has been smacked around a little bit like Harry Reid mm-hmm. by these communist donors. Mm-hmm. And that's why she went ahead with the impeachment. Because remember, Nancy Pelosi was against the impeachment until she was for the impeachment. Yeah. 
And so my theory is this, for the party establishment party as a whole, what if they're using, what if they know they can't beat Donald Trump? With They know they can't. They know that he has such momentum in America that they can't beat him. And they don't want to waste a whole lot of political collateral coming up against him because they can't beat him. But in the same time, maybe they see it as an opportunity to calm down the radical communists and say, all right, fine, we'll let you have your candidates. We'll let, we'll do the impeachment. We'll do everything that you say. And then when they lose in November, the establishment will be able to say, hey, we did it your way. You lost. Now you need to come back and do it our way. In short, Nancy Pelosi is throwing the election to set up the radical wing to take the blame. Yes, basically. Right. So that they can get their pendulum to swing back. Yeah. And I, I you know, I mean, I, maybe I'm giving them way too much credit, but you think I am. Yes, but that's fine. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes well, you can stumble around in the dark and, and make the same effect. No, and it's probably true, but um, she is setting them up to lose. Right. Period. Uh, her motivation, I don't know. Uh, does she does she absolutely have a visceral hatred hatred of Trump? Yes, she does. Yes. Uh, so I also have a theory on that. Jason. That, that could override her. I her I believe that they hate him so much, not because of his personality, not because of his speech, because somewhere somehow he's taking money from them. Mm. Money is their driving factor. Money is what makes these people go. They've been there that long, and they're so greedy and so covetous that they're, they're, money m m manipulates them. You mean Pelosi and the like? Yes. Money yeah. manipulates them. They are steered and reined and move and think and speak based on money alone. And I have to believe that at somewhere he is interfering with the flow of their money. Now, I believe, I've said this before. They don't hate Donald Trump because he's restoring states' rights. They don't hate Donald Trump because he's restoring the protections of liberties of the people. They hate Donald Trump because Donald Trump hates war and he's, he's, he's denying the military complex their opportunities. Mm -hmm. How much money does Nancy Pelosi get from the military complex? How much money does her husband get from oh, yeah. the military complex? No How much money do these Democrats get from the military complex? How much, and, and, and where else is he taking money from them? I believe it has to be that, it, it's not his personality that ticks them off. It's the fact that they're losing money somehow. Mm-hmm. That's why they, nothing could make them that visceral no, except she, for the loss of money. No question. I mean, she sees him as a, as a threat to the swamp. Um, yeah, no, I agree with all that. I, I just don't know. And I don't disagree with your theory. I just like, I'm not 100% sold because I'm, I'm I mean, it's hap what you're saying is happening, but that she's voluntarily falling on her sword because this is the end of Nancy Pelosi. If that's the case, this is the end of Nancy Pelosi. She's done, she's out, she's through, she's Oh, finished. there's a little rumor that she said she would she would leave office if he didn't get acquitted. That's 
Yeah, that's fake yeah. news. That's fake news. That's no. not even real. Well, so. no, but I'm saying that's not my point. I'm not. No, I'm. Ju- I was just. This was a. This is about your State of the Union questions, no. and so I just wanted to clear that up. A lot of people believe that. But regardless, that it's sort of like that Donald Trump can run for a third term thing. It's. It's. It's was written first in a satirical article. But, she, she's not. But, but she's, it doesn't matter. No. That's, whether she said it or in not. In reality, That's she's the reality. Done. Yeah. She's done. Because, and this, and this is the thing where I, where I have to stop and think about, you know, what you're saying that this is deliberate. Because if it is in fact deliberate, well, she's the one in the spotlight doing all this. Right. Right? So, how, how and then maybe she is, but... If mm. if it's if that's the case, this could be a massive miscalculation on her part. She expects the radical wing to take the blame for the destruction of the party. She may be end up being the one that takes the blame because well, she's the one you ripping. Well, obviously, heard all these callers talking, egg. and everybody's talking about how disgusting her behavior was. Exactly. See, for me, so it may backfire. If this is her plan, it could backfire because now the radicals can say, obviously, you need us to, to take over. Because look what she did. Okay. She's the one, right? So this could so backfire. There's two if things that's her in the intent. chat room that I want to. Amelia. Amelia says cutting foreign aid deprives them of their kickbacks. He's really been hard on the foreign aid thing. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have another question here. Uh, that uh, where, where did it go? Uh, Yalera says Chris, my friend. Chris, and my friend says Trump is still considered impeached. True or false? Yes, he mm-hmm. is still impeached, but impeached once again. We did that show. Doesn't mean anything. So go back, uh, Yara, go back into our archives. You'll see the the impeachment myths show or, and other shows on impeachment, where I explain to you. Look, impeachment is just simply an indictment. It's the conviction that actually means something. And he was acquitted. It's like going. It's like a prosecutor bringing charges against J.C. Hall. And they never go anywhere. He shows up in court and the judge says... Dismissed. Dismissed. You're acquitted. So so was I indicted? Yes. Yes. Was I tried and found guilty? No. No. So he was acquitted. He is not guilty. So yes, Trump's impeached. Um, So was Bill Clinton. Yeah. Mm. That nothing happened there either. So yeah, he's impeached, but that doesn't mean. Anything. And the and and I've I've seen this this hashtag is trending. JC impeached forever, like that is something that hangs around in your head. Let me explain to you. When you are indicted for a crime, and you go to trial, and you're acquitted, that's not on your record anymore. Mm-hmm. You it only gets on your criminal record if you're in if you're actually convicted of a crime. So that's that's yeah. what you need to know. This is this is not a conviction. As a matter of fact, Correct. I saw the thing. Susie uh, Q. Exactly. Not uh, there's another hashtag going around about not exonerated. I don't even know what the heck that even means. That's that's a that's we talked about that before. That's yeah. a complete reversal. Of the entire concept of our system, yes. that's that's star chamber. You have mm-hmm. to prove your innocence. Yes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm innocent. You have to prove I'm guilty. Right. So the fact he was he wasn't exonerated. Guilty. guilty. I'm sorry. That's Stalinist Soviet Union. That's not how things work in America. I also want to mention that I produced a very important nine-minute video that is up on YouTube right now. Uh, I pulled it from the show yesterday. So now that he's been acquitted, 
We have the communist, the House communists promising that they're going to keep impeaching him, okay? And the question came to me about double jeopardy. I'm not going to go into that again, but I want you guys to go, when the show is over, I want you to go to the YouTube channel, get that short video on uh, double jeopardy and impeachment, and spread it everywhere. Teach people what this is, because the the real problem here is what the House is promising to do is illegal. The continue the promise to continue to imp, to file impeachment on a president. The only purpose is to harass him, and that is illegal. And so we need to spread this word around. And about this, it, there is always an arrest record, even if innocent, or in the court, of, in in the case okay. of a trial, not guilty. That is an arrest record. Donald Trump was never arrested. Right. Being indicted and being an arre- arrested are two different things. You can be indicted and never be arrested, and then it never gets on your record. And uh, and an arrest record as a prosecutor, if I'm using your background check. I see an arrest, but I also never see a conviction, so that means nothing either. Well, in the particular legal sense, you're not even allowed. You wouldn't be allowed no. to bring that. No, into I couldn't even case. bring. I couldn't even bring that up if in in a future prosecution. So in that sense, yeah, there's going to be a record of impeachment. But mm-hmm. so what? It's after. In fact, after today, it's absolutely a non. It's a non thing, except right. a historical event. It's something that happened and now goes in right. the history book. But it, it doesn't mean anything legally. It doesn't affect his presidency or his, his standing as president in any way whatsoever. It's done. So Chris B. asks, Chrisanne, what do you make of Roberts refusing to read Rand Paul's question because it had the so-called whistleblower's name in it? Now, uh, Chris B., we've actually done, I, I've actually done a show on, based on the understanding of the whistleblower as a legal entity. So I'll just answer your question very quickly. Um, Roberts, of all people, should know whistleblower law. Whistleblower law is not established to hide a whistleblower's testimony. Whistleblower law is established so that someone who is a whistleblower can publicly come forward and be protected from uh, from a, a retaliation. That's the word I was looking for, retaliation. So. We have whistleblower laws to protect whistleblowers so they can come forward, be protected from retaliation because due process demands that the accused be effaced by his accuser. Before whistleblower laws, JC, the whistleblowers would not come forward because they were not protected from retaliation. And without a whistleblower coming forward, then the indict, then the, then the trial can't take place. Under due process, you cannot prosecute someone with no witnesses. And you cannot bring someone's testimony into a trial in legal record when that person themselves will not attest to that. That is strict, flat-out hearsay. It is probably the most quickly dismissed hearsay. When someone tries to bring forward a document, well, Joe Smith, well, I will say John Doe, right? Because we don't know the identity. John Doe said blah, 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 blah. The judge is like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. John Doe, who's John Doe? Where's John Doe? Is John Doe gonna come sit in the witness chair? If that's not happening, the testimony does not come in. And I want you to see why. Because the government 
is prosecuting you, right? If you are on trial for a crime, the government is prosecuting you. We have to have this standard that you must see and hear directly from the witness themselves. Otherwise, what prevents the Stalinesque government from saying, ah, yeah, John Doe says this, when we all know there is no John Doe, mm -hmm. we all know there is no testimony, and so then all of a sudden, what you have is somebody being convicted on false, falsified evidence. Mm -hmm. So Roberts should have either said, okay, what we're gonna, and this is what judges will do. They call it an in-camera hearing. We're gonna have an in-camera hearing where we're gonna hear what, what the uh, lawyers for the whistleblowers say, and we're going to hear what the what the advocates for the defendant say. And at that point in time, I will decide whether the testimony comes in or not. Yeah. And the testimony will not come in without a human face attesting to what's actually been owning up to what's been said. And of course, the the whistleblower laws are only as good as those who enforce it, right? right. Because obviously we've seen whistleblowers, you know, put through the ringer oh, yeah. and, and not get the proper protections that the law says they should get. Right. Um, I'd like to sort of address this idea that Charlie brings up, which is a great, a great question um, and comments because, you know, we've seen this, what to some looks like a contradiction and maybe even us looks like a contradiction. But so it's been interesting when you look at, various Trump appointees, and we've talked about this. So you look at various Trump appointees and some of, or people that work in, in, in these positions or put in positions, and they are globalists, they are swamp rats, I mean, mm -hmm. different people. You look at Bolton, I mean, total globalist. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously some have the idea that, you know, he bring, he, he's brought some in so that they can be exposed and, and that sort of thing. Um, so if you look at all of that, it, it is definitely, um, a legitimate and easy opinion to say, oh, you know, he's no different than any of the rest. Right. Now, where we see the difference is when we've, we've looked at the lower levels, w when we've been inside the administration and, and in contact with the daily goings on, mm -hmm. where the swamp draining happens is down is primarily in these executive branch agencies right. where he has armies of people just ripping to shreds uh, policies and things put in place by previous administration, globalist policies, anti-Christian, you know, targeting uh, policies, targeting uh, religious liberty, targeting free speech, targeting, you know, basically any of our liberties. And so there, there is a war going on. There's sort of a behind the curtains war going on that's not in the public light, that's not on the TV every day, where there, there is a draining of the swamp happening in that sense, a dismantling of the administrative state. Now, if you judge what's going on by some of the, like some of the positions, oh, there's John Bolton. I see John Bolton. Uh, you know, I see the USMCA guys, total globalist. Um, the guy that the, the big oil exec, BP oil executive guy that he had. I mean, yeah. you can point to all these people in those positions and you're like, this is just like any other pro-globalist, Illuminati, Democrat, whatever. It's all the same. So it's an interesting dichotomy mm -hmm. there 
Um, you know, so so that's 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 a thing that's a constant theme, and you'll have people saying, "Oh, he's a globalist like any of the rest," and other people say, "No, oh, he's draining the swamp, whatever." And so those things actually are going on simultaneously. I can't explain all of that, but I can. We can personally attest uh, to the people inside the administration tearing up and tearing out the globalist agenda in the administrative state. Mm -hmm. That is happening. If you want to characterize that as draining the swamp, that is happening. We know that. We have proof. We, we're there. We saw it. We, we witnessed it with our eyes. We saw that. That's a fact. You know, JC, the one thing that I took away from the State of the Union address was that Donald Trump's speech was not the speech of a constitutional conservative. Well, it's also he, not, it was, you also have was, to bear in mind it's not the speech of Donald Trump. Yes. Oh, no. Donald Trump, I mean, yeah. Donald Trump, you think Donald Trump wrote that no, speech? No. He didn't write that speech. This speech <laughs> could have come from a conservative Democrat's mouth. It was pieced together. It was total. It was together. It, right, right. It's a team but, effort. The, but the programs, yeah. right, were total big government program promises. They were, uh, we're going to do this in education. Sorry, a constitutional conservative would know that the, that the federal government doesn't have the authority to do these things. So what I thought to myself was, Donald Trump is, is saying everything that the Democrats want to hear. And he's going to be able to say, I, he's saying, I want to do this. I want to do that. All these Democrat programs, education, health care, all of this stuff. And he's going to be able to look at them and say, what's your problem? I'm trying to give you what you guys have been asking for for the last 20 years. What's, you know, and he's going to be able to look at them and say, you're doing, you're a do nothing kind of yeah. a house. I'm, I'm giving you. He put it on a silver platter yeah. and he set them up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's... Because, don't make any mistake, I, I was not, ha I was I was happy with the content about the American Improvement stuff, but I was not happy with the content of all the government programs that he was talking about that are simply totally and completely unconstitutional. Yeah, no, this was, this, I think this was, let, let's say again, let's reiterate this. Trump doesn't write his speeches, okay, Trump... Any, what Trump's right? What Trump writes? George you'll, you'll, Washington didn't write no. his own speeches. Right, exactly. So what you'll find Trump writing? Look on Twitter. That's what Trump writes. Period. Okay. So the, <laughs> can the, you imagine a State of the Union address actually written by Donald yeah. Trump? Oh, <laughs> that would have been more entertaining. But this thing, clearly, the speech is is a uh, it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. And part of part of the content is exactly what you're saying. It was to set up the Democrats in the sense of, you know, you you know they're going to throw a temper tantrum. That you know they're going to make a scene. They already knew the theatrics, the theater, whatever. So it's theater on the Trump administration side. In okay, let me say all these things that you ought to agree with. That you. I mean, some of the stuff that he cited was actually Democrat legislation, and he laid claim to it just because he signed it, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so he really set them up. It was total political theater, and the fact, and again, the same thing: the fact that uh, he doesn't write his speeches. There's nothing unusual about that. No president writes their speeches. So what, right? So, you know, you have to see it for what it is. This, it, this was specifically crafted. 
in order to accomplish a political goal. And so th this, in my mind, was, it shows, and I don't understand it at this point where we're at, shows the, at least in that moment, the total ineptitude of the Democrat Party. They walked right into this trap. They stepped directly on the landmine and it exploded. And you see that in C-SPAN, you see the reaction yeah, the of reaction the people from their own party. Yep. So this is not saying, you know, I'm not saying I endorse everything Trump said. What My point is, the way this was crafted was was master a masterful trap laid for the Democrats, and and he caught them. So what I want to do now is I want to talk about the acquittal specifically because uh, Donald Trump was found not guilty today mm -hmm. by the Senate of, course. of both charges. Now what's interesting is that the Senate vote was uh, forty-seven to fifty-three. Uh, not guilty on the what is a bigger one? Oh, not uh, not guilty on the uh, whatever the charge was that he interfered with election yeah. thing, right? Which was not an interference with election because that actually would have been a crime. They didn't actually right. charge him with that. And the other one was forty eight to fifty two on obstruction of Congress. There's one vote difference. Yeah. So that who was one that? vote difference was Mitt Romney. Uh huh. The one vote difference was so Mitt Romney. Mitt what Romney did he vote for? Mitt Romney voted. Uh, this is just crazy. Mitt Romney voted to find him guilty of uh, corrupting an election process. Hmm. But that's not, you know, that's not what he was actually charged with, right? Right. So he, the, the, the thing that they're putting to the corruption of the election charge, in the, it, he, he voted for that. He did not vote for the uh, obstruction mm. of Congress. Now, what's interesting is that Romney uh, tries to pull the Christian card. Sure. Right? I, I, I find this, this very funny. Uh, he says, it's something I, this is Mitt Romney now. He said, I, a devout member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints described to me the power of taking an oath before God, quote, and this is an article in The Atlantic. He says, it's something which I take very seriously. Uh, he said, throughout the trial, he said he was guided by his father's favorite verse of Mormon scripture. Search diligently, pray always, and be believing, and all things shall work together for your good. Now, he, here's Mitt Romney's quote. He said, I have gone through a process of very thorough analysis, searching, and I have prayed through this process, but I don't pretend that God told me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So he says that through his prayer that he believed the president did pressure a foreign government to corrupt our election process. Mm -hmm. All right. What's interesting, I, I, he says this, according to Romney's interpretation of Hamilton's treatise on impeachment in Federalist number 65, right. which Romney says, quote, he read multiple, multiple times. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can read something multiple times and still not understand it, which is obviously true. He says, Trump's attempt to enlist the Ukrainian president in interfering with the 2020 election clearly rose to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay. So that's what he said. No, so... And he's just wrong. I mean, I, I, maybe by honest, you know, reflection, that's what he did. But that's not what Federalist 65 says. We've had that show already. 
And he didn't, and the charges were not even interfering with the election. Okay, this is the thing. Let, there, there you go, my take on this thing, all right? Uh, as far as that being his opinion, valid opinion. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. That's not what this is about. Right. And that's the whole twisting. If you read Federalist 65, what he apparently doesn't get out of it. This is essentially a, a, a process of law. Therefore, uh, whether it is your opinion, because it may be my opinion right. that Trump did this. It may be my opinion that he didn't. Okay, whether it's your opinion or not has no bearing whatsoever. The standard in America, and here's the problem I have with Romney's comment, because he wants to be president of the United States. So therefore, this deal, this this disqualifies Romney for me to be president of the United States right here. In the Republic of America, that is not what due process is based on. Okay, the question is not what you're you what you came to your opinion. Did the prosecution prove the charge beyond a reasonable doubt? The question is, First was, you have to have a crime. Right. The question First is, you have to have a crime. There's no crime in these impeachment articles of impeachment. Not a single crime. A crime is something in statute with elements. And you can't prosecute JC or convict somebody on an idea. The reason it has to be a crime is because you have to have the elements in writing because we're innocent until proven guilty. If you can't, if you don't have elements to prove, right. then there's no way to be innocent until proven guilty. So the the proper opinion, okay, the, a valid opinion for Romney to spout along these lines would have to be the evidence presented proved that Donald Trump interfered uh, with the election process. Not, you know, I prayed and it's my opinion that he did. I think that he did. That's not the question. Mm-hmm. Does the evidence prove beyond, beyond a reasonable, reasonable doubt, doubt that he did? If that's not your stance, you're wrong. You don't understand due process. You have a completely adulterated uh, view of how the American system of jurisprudence is supposed to work. I'm not saying how it works, mm-hmm. but how it's supposed to work. This is what we're fighting against. How how people like Mitt Romney, is, is, is it, this is how it's working. Mm-hmm. No, it's not supposed to work that way. So therefore, Mitt Romney is part of the problem that we, rest, we wrestle with every day on this show and everywhere else. And so we want a guy like this, that's that's his his star chamber view of American jurisprudence is this, and you want that guy sitting in the in in the president in the Oval Office? So no, here, here Jesse, no. I'll just I'll just uh, I'll one up you on this one, okay? I agree with your assessment that he absolutely doesn't understand due process, but I'm gonna flat out tell you and everybody in our universe. That if you intended to run for president of the United States and did not recuse yourself from this vote, you are not fit to be president of the United States. Right. Because you are sorely lacking in ethics. Well, first, if you're going to sit in judgment amen. of your political opponent, if how can you sit there and claim that Donald Trump interfered with an election when you're a senator who wants to run for president and you're trying to impeach the, pre- the your opponent? How is that not in even? 
even exponentially worse than even the allegation against Donald Trump. Yeah. No, bingo. If you will not recuse yourself in this process, knowing that you're going to run for president, then you have no business running for president. I will not vote for anyone who voted in the Senate for uh, impeachment against Donald Trump. I will not do it. So we actually have no, the real call up here with you're, all you're, the people. You're basically guilty of the very thing you're accusing Donald Trump yes, of being guilty. Absolutely, absolutely. There are Republicans, and I want to show you this. There are Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump. If those Republicans are running for president, then they ought not be elected. Yeah. There are Democrats that voted to impeach Donald Trump. And they if what no Donald Trump did is an impeachable offense, then your very vote on this impeachment process is an impeachable offense. No, 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 more so, more so, because number one, Donald Trump's not actually accused of interfering with an election. Number two, Donald Trump asked for a candidate's son to be investigated, okay? Not the candidate, a candidate's son to be investigated. Whom he and many others legitimately believe was involved in corrupt practices and who a member of the Justice Department had uh, reported this very thing. A Justice Department official reported to the Obama administration. This was already on record. And Justice Department officials saying to the Obama administration, uh, Biden's son in Burisma, this is a problem. So it's already on record. So therefore, uh, any reasonable person, Donald Trump already had a legitimate basis to even do that. He, there was an existing, documented, on record, legal basis for Trump to make this demand of the Ukraine. So therefore, if, if Donald Trump uh, was guilty of an impeachable offense, then this Department of Justice official under the Obama administration, apparently he broke the law as well of saying somebody needs but to look in Hunter Biden. Okay, these senators directly, not by, you know, right. oblique. Not, not somebody's son. Not somebody's son, directly went after a political the opponent. Candidate. The candidate. Now, I'm not saying you can't impeach a sitting, a senator, se the Senate can't impeach a sitting president. But if you're the but one running against him. if you're the one running against him, no. You need to be but on the But here's sidelines. the thing. That's not only. In the very least, a conflict of interest okay, and therefore an, an ethics violation. It's an, clearly an ethics violation. But who's going to find them guilty of that? That would have to be the Supreme Court. When you have Alina Kagan, who was the Solicitor General, arguing in defense of Obamacare, and then sitting on the Supreme Court when the challenge to Obamacare came forward, she did not recuse herself. You've got Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or the ghost of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, sitting on the Supreme Court, judging on the issues of same-sex marriage when she publicly condemned anyone for not accepting same-sex marriage. You've got Supreme Court justices who have money invested in corporate stock, whose corporations come before the Supreme Court on a regular basis, who do not recuse themselves. So it's all a corrupt mess. Mm -hmm. And so don't come to me, Romney, 
and tell me, you know, you're hot. See, this is the thing as a Christian that really, really sets me off. Oh, I prayed about this. It, you know, I came to this conclusion thoughtfully. I take my, he takes his oath seriously, JC. And yet the very ethics, the very least of the ethics, uh, ethical standards says he should have recused himself and he did not. And so that's it. JC, we have to move this show to 530. Okay. Because we keep bumping into Frank. All right. We've got to move this show to 530 because we keep bumping into Frank. And so I just, uh, I, I hope that we were able to answer a lot of your State of the Union address questions. I hope that we were to talk about the, the Senate uh, acquittal. Uh, I want to just sort of bullet point, bullet point, sum up what we have here now. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is not guilty of a crime, but she is guilty of, of uh, ethics violations, okay? Let me, I, I don't think I mentioned this yet. So let me just drop that in as I go through the bullet points. If this, this is, you've sat in a courtroom with me at a trial. I think yeah. you've actually seen this. If an attorney were to act in a courtroom the way Nancy Pelosi acted throughout the State of the Union address, you know, making her faces and mocking him as he was speaking, she would have been thrown out of the courtroom, found in contempt, put into jail for contempt, and then possibly even disbarred. Because you, I've, I've seen judges say, Tom Coleman used to love to do this. Counsel, I'll see no more comments from you. You sit there and you keep your mouth shut until it's your turn. This was a serious ethics violation, her behavior. And I'm not talking about the ripping up of the document. I'm talking about what she did throughout the speech. She should be removed on ethics violation for that alone. The State of the Union address is an executive branch thing, it's not a Congress thing. And then the acquittal, okay? The acquittal means he's not guilty. So you can say happy acquittal day or you can say happy not guilty day. I mean, it's the same thing. And if the House continues to file articles of impeachment, they are committing a crime called malicious prosecution. <laughs> And so remember, uh, Romney, the Christian, right, along with every other senator that's running for president, should have recused for themselves. They had no business being involved in this process. Draw up articles of impeachment. Yep. There you go. Impeach them all. We better I get out of here before, while Doug still has his shirt on. <laughs> you know what? We... Um, I want to. I, I want to. Before we run off, real quick, I do want to mention here that this is a good reason for us to repeal the Seventeenth Amendment, so that you guys can recall your senators. Right? Mm -hmm. You gonna tell them how to help us? Uh, yeah. Text Impact Twenty Twenty to three three seven seven seven. Make sure you uh, follow the link to the support page and pick your support level. We are so grateful for your support. If you love what you hear today, if you recognize that you won't hear this anywhere else, then slip some support our way and we will be grateful. Much more to talk about later, yep. next time. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Hey, if you go over to Frank's chat room, tell him we said hello. God bless.